We're lined up. <clears throat> okay, so the title of the Shi'ir was The Crimes of Bilam, or a halachic analysis into the crimes of Bilam, and the big debate between the Rogachover and the Vilna Gun. Bilam dies this week in Parshas Matas. As we read, uh, I, it's a, the no numbers is an issue, but it is what it is. The page that starts with the Pasuk in the top right corner. And we read a Pasuk in Chumash, so it's the page that has the Pasuk in the top right. The Esmalche Midian Horgu Al Chalaleim. In this week's Parsha, there's a war against Midian. What's the story? After Bilam fails in his efforts to curse us, he, uh, he doesn't go back home to his city of Aram until he tries plan B. Plan B is, he tells Balak, if I can't curse them, I can give you some advice. Get your girls from Midian and from Mayev. Balak was actually involved in both countries. He was currently the king of Mayev at that time, but he was originally a prince of Midian. So there was a unification of the two kingdoms. Bilam tells Balak, get the girls from both nations and have them entice the Jewish men. And particularly, they should, when the Jews tried to seduce them, they should say on one condition that you worship, you bow down uh, to the Pe'er Avodah which was worshipped particularly by uh, unloading one's uh, excrement in front of that uh, Getschke. And that was Bilam's advice, and he was successful. 24,000 Yidin die in a plague. This is recorded in the end of Parshish Bolok. 24,000 Yidin die in a plague. Uh, worse than that, about 170,000 Yidin were murdered by the Jewish courts. Those that were caught worshipping the Aved Zoda were tried in Bezdin, and Rashi quotes in the end of Parshish Bolok, very bekitzer. He quotes it very short and cryptic and concise. He's quoting Yerushalmi, Yerushalmi in Sanhedrin that says, if you count all the Jewish mm-hmm. judges, you know, for every 50 Jewish people there was a judge, and for every five, you know, all the judges that we had, you count them all together, you'll get 70, 80,000 of them. <clears throat> and it says in Bolok, Moshe tells them, Hirgu ish anoshav, I want each judge to kill two, so he times it by two. About 160, 170,000 Jewish people were murdered. So Bilam caused some major damage. <clears throat> and he, but uh, he didn't stay around, around to watch. He gave the advice, and then he left the scene of the crime. He went back to his, his place of Aram. In the meantime, the Abisha tells the Yidin, I want you guys to take vengeance against the country of Midian. This is already learned in last week's parsha, the beginning of Pinchas. Harass the Midianim. Look at what they did to you. Look at what they did to you. Get them back. Why only the Midianim? Why not the Moyavim? Balak is the king of Moyav. It was the Moabites, the Moyavim, who were more involved in the destruction of the Eden than the Midianim. So Rashi asked this question, he brings two answers. One is, Moev can't be wiped out, we need Rus. We need Rus to one day come from there, so the, the nation can't be wiped out. <clears throat> Another reason, a pshat reason is, you can't compare Moev and Midian. 
Moiv were legitimately afraid that the Yidden would wipe them out. As Parshas Bolok begins, Vayogr Moiv, Moiv were afraid. The Yidden were heading towards their territory. The Yidden had knocked off Sichain, Oig, in the end of Parshas Chukas. So when Moiv hears and they see what happened, they know they're next. Midian? Midian Bechal were not in harm's way. Why did they join the fight? It was out of hate. Midian, Isarvel, Lodiv, Loyalan, they got involved in a fight that wasn't theirs. Moyev were justifiably afraid. So God states there needs to be a war against Midian. He says that last week in Pinchas, it happens this week in Matos. In Matos is where the famous war, the Yidden attack, the Midianim happens. And now we go back to the Pasuk, the top right-hand side of the sheet, the one that has the Pasuk. <coughs> the kings of Midian, they killed Al-Chaloleim. Al-Chaloleim can mean in addition to all the slain. We're going to see another Pshat and Rashi, what it means on top of the slain. It can either mean in addition to all those that fell in war. It could also mean that the kings of Midian hid amongst the dead bodies trying to camouflage themselves playing dead. And we're going to see in Rashi a third chat. Who were the kings? Evi, Rekem, Tzur, Tzur is Bolak, Chur, Reva, Chameshes, Malchim, Midian, the five kings of Midian. And then Potter says, by the way, Bilam ben Be'er, Hargu Becharev. Bilam, the son of Be'er, they killed by the sword. So there's tons of questions here. The first child is, what's Bilam doing there? In the end of Pasha's Bolak, when Bilam failed with his curses, and then he gives the advice for the harlotry. It says Bilam went back home to Aram. What's he doing by the war in Midian? Another child is why Bechlal was he king, killed? He's not a Midiani. God did not authorize the murder of Bilam. Who gave the Jews the right to kill him? This was a war against Midian. That's all there was. There was a green light, a command to fight against Midian. They were never instructed to kill Bilam. So even if he was there, why'd they kill him? And in addition, why does the Pasuk, it, it speaks about the kings, the five kings. And then it says, it could have just said, and also Bilam. But it repeats at the end of the Pasuk, and Bilam, they killed Bechad with the sword. And it doesn't say with a sword, it says with this sword. Lots of uh, interesting nuances in the Pasuk. So last year, exactly a year ago, we had a sheer, smaller crowd. And we discussed four or five different reasons why Bilam was killed by the sword. <clears throat> it's not a repeat this year. So anyone who wants to hear what we discussed, you'll have to locate <clears throat> locate that shear. <clears throat> okay, so we begin. Look at the left-hand side. There's a Rashi. <clears throat> There's a couple Rashis over here. The Pasuk says, We're on the, the, the page with the Pasuk on the top right. We're now on the top left side. Rashi says, what holy Kalim did they take with them? They took the Aron. There was an ark that would go with the Yidin to war, plus the Tzitz. Why the Tzitz? Because Bilam was with them, says Rashi, and he helped the kings of Midian fly with witchcraft. Bilam was flying with them in the sky. So Pinchas showed the Tzitz, which had the name of Hashem engraved in the Tzitz, and then they fell from the sky. That's why it says, says Rashi, Al Chaloleim. The Malchemid says the king died. What does it mean, Al Chaloleim? They literally fell on the corpses of their own soldiers. They fell on the dead bodies from the air. 
So to Bilam says Rashi, Kosov, it also says El Chaloleim. Where in Sefer Yeshua? In Sefer Yeshua, the Pasuk says, the Yidin killed Bilam ben Be'er, the Kaisim, and it says El Chaloleim to the dead bodies. Says Rashi, you know what that means? Bilam also fell from the sky, and he, Rashi is saying he died the same way as the other kings, that. Uh, <clears throat> They fell, they fell, well, how did the five kings of Midian die? They died from falling from a great height. L'chairah, that's what it, uh, Rashi seems to say. They saw that Tzitz was uh, mirrored towards them. The name of Hashem shone in their direction, and they fell. It seems like they, they died after their fall. So, Rashi, so to Bilam, it says he fell on the dead corpses. The problem is the apostle says Bilam was killed by the sword. So does that mean Bilam survived the fall? The other five kings didn't survive the fall? It's unclear. This is, a, this is Rashi quoting from the Tanchuma. Okay? Underneath is another Rashi in this week's parsha, where Rashi says like this, what was Bilam doing there? Bilam Bechlal, he left. After he gave the advice to Bolok of the harlotry of the Znus, Bilam heads, heads home. Why afterwards is he in, in Midian? Says Rashi, Bilam Halach Shom. You know what Bilam was doing there? Little Schar Esim Barbo Elif Shehipul Meisor Batsosay. Bilam had success successfully caused the death twenty four thousand Jews. What's now, up with his number? You know, this is like the fourth or fifth time that twenty four thousand people die in a war in a Magefa. Yeah, Rabbi Kivis Talmidin twenty four thousand. The fourth or fifth time. Yeah, yeah. They're all connected. If we have 24,000 floors in the building, maybe we skip 24,000. <clears throat> Some say there were 24,000 people killed in Shechem. Yeah. yeah, connection to all the different Neshamas. We'll have to say that for a Shabbos afternoon, uh, Gilgul Drasha. <clears throat> Anyhow, Bilam succeeded. He knocked off 24,000 Jews. The Jews were now afraid of Moyev because they, they, they hit. You know, all they knew that Moi would just pull out some of their princesses and boom, they're all going to fall. So Bilam, Bilam felt he succeeded. And therefore, when, so Bilam Taka went home. But when he heard, you know, he, he saw the paper and he saw that he had, you know, look what happened. He said, ah, now they owe me big money. So he went to Midian. He went to Midian. So that's why he was there. Now, why did he go to Midian? He should go to Moiv. Wasn't Bullock the one that hired him? He was, Bullock was the one that received the eights of the promiscuity of the harlotry. L'chay, we should get his money from, um, from Bullock. L'chay, we should get his money from Bullock. Why did he go to Midian? So there's lots of explanations. Well, he buying, paying money, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He did something else. He knocked off 24,000 Jews. The fact is, the Jews were now scared of Moyev. That's all he wanted. Bullock said, Vagashenu minaret. So you know, get rid of them, and that's it. You know, I don't need them to die just to veer them off my path. Just collecting a price for that. Yeah, exactly. And not just that, the general goal was attained. The Yidin were now afraid of Moiv and they were going to ignore them and travel around them. And especially according to the Rishami that Rashi quotes that they killed, that 170,000 Jews were killed by the Jewish courts. That's, uh, you know, a third of the Jews were killed, you know. You know, <clears throat> Bollock should have been happy. So looking, there's a Sifsei Chachomim over here. On the right-hand side is the second piece. That uh, let's read the small words. On the right-hand side of the page, the second piece. Here it happened. Bilam Hoya Eitzel Midyonim. Why was Bilam there? Bilam from Aram Naharayim. 
So he says like this, Bilom holach lemidyon levakish schar. Now why didn't he go to Bolok? Kiheim hoyu sursuri ha'avera. Who were the middlemen? Who actually hired Bilam to come? It was the Zikne Midian. They were the middlemen. They were the ones that actually gave him the job, and therefore they were the ones that were actually going to forward to him the payment. Inami, or maybe Shem Yisham Ba'isyazman. Ki avar derech sham leilichol balak levakish scharay. He said it could be that Balak was Taka in Moyev, and Bilam was heading to Moyev. He went through Midian on his way to Moyev. He punked happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. He Bemis wasn't, didn't want to deraise in Midian. He went through there to go to Balak. And punked, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, or the right place at the right time. <clears throat> yeah. was killed there too. Right, so you should answer that Balak himself was there. Yeah. Apparently, Bilam held like the shit that uh, that is not so. <laughs> Cosby Batsur. Cosby was the daughter of Bolok. And Bolok was the king of Moyev. That's where we explained the Ishbitzer that when Zimri married Cosby, he was trying to suck out the spark of Moyev. Ultimately, what Boyaz does years later when he marries Rus. The Maral himself he says. He said that he saw that he's going to come from him. That's another thing, Bolok saw, and that's why he thought he would win. But this explains why Zimri did what he did, because he knew that Cosby was the, the princess, daughter of Bolok, who's the king of Moyev. She has the energy of Moyev inside of her. The, the spark of David HaMelech, he wanted to suck out of her then. And uh, obviously it didn't work. Now, <clears throat> okay, so, that, so now we understand why Bilam is in Midian. Go back to the Rashi on the left-hand side. We're in the left-hand side, the second paragraph. Viyat in the second line. Midian, he went out from Midian to greet the Yidin. So Balak comes out of Midian with his suitcase full of cash. I'm sorry, Bilam comes out of Midian with his suitcase full of cash. And he gives the Yidin bad eights. He tells them, 12,000 soldiers? 12,000 soldiers in this week's parasha. When you guys were 600,000, what happened? They sent a few girls to the front line and you all caved. And now 12,000 of you want to come fight? That was the advice that Bilam gave. Says Rashi, They gave him his full reward. They didn't hold back. In other words, they killed him. Now this Rashi is quoting from the Sifri. So the Sifri says, when was Bilam killed? It sounds like it was before the war. Bilam left Midian with the money in his hand and he was a very happy man. <clears throat> and he happened to bump into the Yidden. When Rashi says he left towards the Yidden, I always understood that to mean he left Midian and he happened to be going in the direction of the Yidden. Some learn that Rashi means that he directed his steps towards the Yidden. He dafka went towards them. And he told them, you know, back off. You're not going to win against Midian. So what did the Yidden do? They killed him. Now that sounds different than what Rashi said right before from the Tanchuma, that Bilam during the war fell down from the sky onto dead bodies. This sounds like a different story. They actually killed him beforehand. It could be a debate between the Tanchuma and the Sifri. It could be a debate. It's strange, though, that Rashi would quote one right after the other. If they could go head-to-head and they don't fit one with the other, it's funny why Rashi would quote both. But nonetheless, that's the, that's the deal. Okay. So, so far we understand why Bilam was there. The Shaili is why was he killed? 
Why was he killed? What, for what crime did they pin him for? So let's see, what crimes did Bilam do? <clears throat> the fact that he tried to curse us didn't end up happening. All the curses were transformed into brachas. Although the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, from the brachas that he made, you could know what he had in mind to curse us. Because what happened was when Bilam spoke, he had in mind to curse. And when the words came out of his mouth, God flipped them into blessings. So from each blessing you can have, you can see exactly what he tried to curse us with. But that means in mind, he had in mind to curse. And those curses he had in mind all came true. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, each of the curses he had in mind all came true at one point, except for one. When he said, he was saying that there's always going to be there's always going to be shuls and places to learn. What he wanted to say was, there should cease being shuls and places to learn. God flipped it that there will always be. And this is the one curse that although he had in mind, it didn't come true. But everything else came true. So maybe Bilam ultimately was pinned for the curses that he had in mind and ultimately they had an effect. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was the fact that he told Balak to get all the girls of Midian and Moiv to seduce the Yidin. I mean, that's uh, Gileiarius, right? Immoral acts. The only thing is, what was the immoral act? These were women. Were they married women? We don't know. For a guy, a guy, one of the seven mitzvahs of a guy is not to have illicit relations. But, but no relationship there, out of marriage, by goyim. By, no, by goyim themselves there is, because one of the, one of the arayis is for a goy. If Jack is married to Jill, Jim can't live with her. But if Jill is not married and they want to be together out of marriage, it's not a problem for a goy. And not just that, for a goyish woman to marry a Jewish man is not one of the seven Mrs. B'nai Noyach. There's a whole child when Pinchas killed Zimri and Cosby, what right mm -hmm. did he have to kill Cosby? What did Cosby do wrong? What did Cosby do wrong? She's a Goyish woman with a Jewish man. That's not part of the Gilei Arias of a Goy. They should know it. Should go, the other woman shouldn't go with the guy. <clears throat> it's not one of the seven. Uh, a, a Goy can't be with an animal or a man with a man, a man with his mother, his sister. There's only a few. A Jewish woman, a Goyish woman with a Jewish man isn't one of them. There's a whole shadow why Pinchas was allowed to kill her. And why? <clears throat> why Taka? There's a Rambam, there's a Rambam. <clears throat> there's a Allah in the Rambam. I'm sorry, Pasha, I might lose my voice soon and wherever we get to get to. You might be early, you might be lucky and you'll be off the hook early this week. <clears throat> there's a Rambam in Hilchis Sisurei Bia. This Rambam was removed from text for hundreds of years. The Goyim removed it. The problem is that the Magid Mishnah on the side comments on this Allah and they didn't remove the Magid Mishnah. So therefore... We <laughs> <laughs> the, it, it always remained. The Rambam says, when a Jewish man's with a Goyish woman, the Goyish woman gets killed. Just like if a Jewish man cohabits with an animal. animal. Or a Jewish woman with an animal, you kill the animal. I what the animal do wrong. So the Gemara says, Kivan Shabbos Takola Al Yoda. Since through the animal the animal was a stumbling block to the Jew, he killed the animal. So the Rambam says, so too the Goyish woman and a Jewish man. Right, and she's worse than the animal because it was it was uh, it was you're right it was her decision. 
if she would be raped, it wouldn't apply by the animals, even if it's raped. If it was a Jewish man and a Goyish woman raped, the halacha wouldn't apply. But it's only if she desired to it. But the source of it is uh, the Rambam writes. And the truth is, it's actually from this week's story. By the war against Midian, the men, the soldiers of the Jewish war kept the Midianite women alive. And Moshe said, how'd you keep them alive? These were the women that seduced the men. And all the women were killed. So the Rambam says, this is the source. The fact that all the women were killed is a raya, a Goyish woman and a Jewish man. The Jewish, the Goyish woman gets killed. Now the... One. Oh, so that's the Shaila, that many, good question. Many Rishonim ask on the Rambam, that's a horrible raya. You're going to prove from the story in this week that the women of Midian were killed because they were stumbling block from the men. All the women were killed, even those that actually didn't cohabit. So how is that a proof at all? Good question. So others prove it from the animal, the fact that it's a behemoth, but either way, <clears throat> going back to Bilam's advice, by the way, there's a whole rugged shover about this, about Pinchas killing Zimri and Cosby, if the reason, the reason he killed Zimri was why? Because if a Jew has an illicit relationship with a Goyesha woman publicly, publicly, then there's a din of kanoi and by the zealot can kill the man who's doing the relations. But he can only kill him while the man's involved in the act. Once Zimri would have separated himself from Cosby, Pinchas has no right to attack. But the woman is killed for a different reason. She's killed like an animal is killed. When the animal is killed, it's even after the man has stopped uh, sodomizing the animal. So therefore, Cosby's din of dying is different than Zimri. Zimri could only be killed during the act. That's the din of Kanoi and Pogimboy, that Pinchas, the zealot, can kill. But the woman Cosby is killed for a different halacha. Because you kill an animal or a ghost woman that was a stumbling block for a man. That halacha is even after the act. And the Dogat Shavah says, that's why in the beginning of Pinchas it says, the man that was killed was Zimri, Asher Huka Es Hamidyonis. He was killed with the Midyonis. With... But when we speak about Cosby the Midyonis, we don't say she was killed with him. The Dogat Shavah says, why? Because he can only be killed when he's with her. She can be killed even when she's detached from him, even after the fact. Because there's two different halachas going on between him and her. And he sees that in the, actual, the wording of the psukim. But getting back to our discussion, what did Zimri... <clears throat> Bilam's advice that the Goyish women should be with the Jewish men... For a guy, it's not one of the seven mitzvahs b'nei noyach. So to say that was his crime, that was Bilam's crime, he caused all of that, those Averis, for him it's not an Avera. On the guy's side, it's not really an Avera. It's not one of the seven mitzvahs. Cosby got killed because we compare it to an animal, but that doesn't mean it was prohibited for her. It's not one of the seven mitzvahs b'nei noyach. Maybe you'll say it's because Bilam got the Jews to serve all those idols, right? Because all the women, the... the Princesses of Moivin said, Ah, you want to do something? You got to serve the idols. They weren't married? The we don't know that they were. Cosby wasn't. How were they? Were? It doesn't say. We don't know that she was married. Ah! Oh. So you could say maybe it was the Avoidazari who caused all the Eden, all the Pe'er, right? Maybe it was that. 
Maybe it was the fact that he caused so many Yidin to die. 200,000 Yidin he caused to die. Maybe that's his sin. Maybe that's his crime. So, so far we have the cursors, which ultimately he did implement. The fact he caused thousands of Yidin into immorality to do Averis. The fact he caused so many to serve idols. The fact that he caused the death of 200,000 people. Which one? <clears throat> Which one is all of them? <clears throat> he was a Mechashev too, he did sorcery. But what's funny is that Rashi quotes from the Sifri that Bilam gave bad advice, what we just saw. When he came out of Minyan with a suitcase of cash, he told the Eden, you're going to go fight? You're going to lose the war. Why does Rashi even quote that Sifri? Rashi explains why Bilam was there. He went to get his money. Okay, that's important to know for the Pshat of the Psukim, why Bilam was there. But why does Rashi quote this next part of the story? You should know, on his way out of Midian, he met the Yidin, and he told them, as if you're going to win. He tried to convince them out of it, and they responded and killed him. Why is Rashi saying that? All that does is raise issues that it, it seems to conflict the Medrash he quoted before, that Bilam died during the war. It doesn't help us that little part of the story is not helpful. It's only damaging. It doesn't help us at all to know that after he got his cash, he decided to go towards the Yidin and convince them out of the war. The Yidin didn't take his advice and they killed him, Fakert. Why is that important to know? So, <clears throat> the big Mepharshim on Rashi, we're, we're going to quote the Maharal. The Maharal learns Fakert. This was the crime Bilam was killed for. And it was the only crime he was killed for. You know why Bilam was killed? Because of this tail end of the story. Because he told the Yidin, you think you're going to win against Midian? When you were 600,000, you fell prey to their daughters, and now you're coming with 12,000? That was his crime. Strangest thing. That you're pinning him for that? So look on the, look on the right-hand side again, on back to the Sifse Chachomim, right under the Pasuk, where there's a little aleph, a big word, de'im. The Sif Sechachom says like this, de'im loikein, if not for this tail end of the story, eichargu, how did they kill Bilam? He's not a Midyani. Why were they authorized to kill him? So de'einam, don't tell me, mishum chatu, maybe it's because all the sins they did in the end of Parshish Balak were because of him. Says the Sif Sechachamim, and he's actually quoting Rabbi Leo Mizrahi, the, the famous, famous commentator on Rashi. In Turkey, in the end of the 1400s, <clears throat> the Mizrahi wrote a beautiful commentary on the entire Pirish of Rashi. And he always defends Rashi from the attacks of the Ramban. Apparently, Rashi came to him in a dream and thanked him. Somebody actually came to the Chassam Sefer and asked him, I want to learn one Sefer. One Sefer that will give me knowledge of the entire Torah. And he said, learn the Mizrahi's commentary on the Holchumish. Because in every Rashi, whether it's Medrash, whether it's Halacha, he has a whole discussion. Gemaris, Rambams, there's Pilpul, there's everything there. Anyhow, so this is a comment from the Mizrahi. Says the Mizrahi, don't tell me they killed Bilam because of what happened at the end of Balak. He caused us to sin with idols and with women. Shariheim lo yoduzeh. The Yidin didn't know that. Ad shuvam until after the war. Because when they came back from the war and they kept all the women alive, Moshe became angry and Moshe screamed. You left all those girls alive? Moshe said, They were, these were the girls. And it was Bilam's idea. 
It's mashma, says the Mizrahi, the Yidin weren't aware of that. It sounds like Moshe's giving them a newsflash. <clears throat> These girls were... This was Bilam's advice. This was Bilam's big idea. It sounds like it was a newsflash. But so then before then, how did they kill him based on what right? Elam must be in It must be because of his bad advice. But it's not stam bad advice. He told them to rebel against God. The Abishu said, go fight Midian. And Bilam said, don't. Bilam was telling the masses to rebel against God. That's why he was killed. That's why he was killed. He's like a Masis, exactly, which is very important. We'll see. That's why he was killed. So it's so ironic. You know, from all the crimes Bilam did, the one thing he was pinned for was Stam, a little vert that he said, which had absolutely no effect. He just tried to, to dissuade us from, from leading the war, and boom. 24,000 by the plague, 170,000 in Jewish courts. In the end of Bullock, when with the daughters of Midian and Moyev, when they worshipped the idols and they had immoral relations. And that was all Bilam's doing. How was it a bin Mavis because he told someone to, to not to fight? It's not about not fighting. He told them to rebel the command of God. The Abish said, fight. And where's the two and seven mitzvahs going now? So it would be like, so it would be like Havoyi is fighting against God. Getting the masses to rebel against Abishta is tantamount to a... Uh, getting, suggesting. It didn't even work. No, no, but... A Masis, in Allah, if someone seduces and convinces someone to worship idols, it doesn't have to be successful. Yeah, but the law by Masis is... If Reuven, God forbid, tries to convince Shimon to, to worship idols... Does Shimon have to do it? <clears throat> no, Fakir, Shimon himself can, test, can be the witness to testify against Reuven. It doesn't have to be successful. It's the hasasa, the seduction itself is the crime. So that's what the Mizrahi says. But according to the Mizrahi, what comes out? Had the Yidin known that Bilam was responsible for the end of Balak, for the, for the znus with the daughters of Midian and Moyev, for the yeah. idol worship, they, boy, would they have pinned him for that. They punk didn't know about it. And therefore, he was pinned for something else. That is what the Mizrahi says. Look at the Maharal underneath. The, there's a long paragraph. Starts, V'yotsam in Midian. This is a Maharal in a Sefer Gurariya. Says the Maharal, Bilam left Midian Likrasam. He says, if he didn't go from Midian to greet them, they wouldn't kill him because they weren't commanded. Moshe never told anyone to kill Bilam. It wasn't on the cards, it wasn't on the agenda. If it was Rotson Moshe Shiagres Bilam Midyanim, if Moshe wanted Bilam should be killed in the war with the Midyanim, Ain Suffolk, there's no doubt, says the Maharal, Moshe would have told them to kill Bilam. If Moshe wanted it, he would have said it. If he didn't say it, it means it's not on the cards. No, 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 no. So therefore, Rashi's bothered. How did the Jews kill Bilam? Wasn't, wasn't, they weren't told to. Therefore, he says, Bilam wasn't doing a crime at this time. Therefore, he says, he left Midian to greet them. And he gave them an eight sarra. So says the Maharal, you know what happened? Similar to the Mizrahi, now they have reason to kill him. <clears throat> Why? Because he was a Raidif. He was trying to kill the Yidin. Why? Because he was 
to trying to deflate them and say, you guys are going to lose the war. Anyone that brings um, soft-heartedness, weak, weakness of heart, right, into war, he causes that they should... He's going to cause them to run, and then the enemy pursues you until he kills you. The Adnerially killed, the Bayrech will be killed. So Bilam was putting all these 12,000 soldiers, their lives in jeopardy. They'll be afraid, they'll turn around, and the kings of Midian will quickly swoop on and kill them. They said they're going to kill him. They did now. So the Maral is saying like this. It could be Bilam was chayv misa for all the things he did before. But Moshe never told them to do it. My understanding of the Maral is every you could have made a chesh when Bilam deserves to die. But until you hear from Moshe, you have no right to do it. But at this point, there was a new equation. Right now, Bilam is causing, you know, if you let him speak any longer, who knows what he's going to do. Every word that he says is, is causing peril to the soldiers at war. He's a roidif. When there's a roidif, you don't make any cheshbonis, you knock off the guy. That's what the Maral says. Okay <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. You kill, sure, sure. Yeah, but being roidif is a complicated thing. Yeah, by a guy. No, by a Jew. No, there's a mitzvah. If you see Reuven running after Shimon to kill Shimon, there's a mitzvah for you to kill Reuven. And for sure, self-defense. Each Jew of it's also self-defense. If I let this guy talk anymore, I will be disheartened from the war. I'll turn around, and then they're going to pursue me and kill me. By self-defense, we once had a shear. Last year, Akupatra's Pinchas. It was a beautiful shear. There were about three people there about the differences of self-defense versus radif. Right, if usually you're a third person, right? Reuven's running to kill Shimon. Reuven is a Raidif. Shimon is a Nirdif. The, there's the pursuee, Shimon. There's the pursuer, Reuven. And then there's you, the onlooker. You're the matzah. You're the savior. Whereas by self-defense, only two people. And there's many different halachic ramifications. <clears throat> According to the Rivash, when you're a regular, a regular raid, if the third person has to shout a warning, tell Reuven, if you continue to run after Shimon, I'll kill you. But by self-defense, he says, no warnings necessary. You could just turn around and kill the guy. And there's many other halachic ramifications. What? And right, right. And he warned him, even though he didn't have to. Or maybe, maybe that's a source you do have to warn. Okay. Says the Ma'aral Va'oid in another pshat, Im loy If Bilam wouldn't have come to them, Ho'yolem la'areg midyonim, They would have killed the Midianites, Sha'aleim nitzdav, that was the command. Avaloi bilam, but not bilam, shaloi nistava, because there was no command. Aval achshav, but now shu hoyam asiyam eitzaroi, is giving them bad advice, but mochama, zois, in this very war. See, what happened was, says Maral in the second shot, bilam made himself part of the war. He made himself part of the enemy. By supporting the enemy, he became part of the war. He, he did, he shot himself in the leg. Din hushiyark, he should be killed with them. Since he was, um, against the war, be mevatel the war, the Yidin were commanded by God to fight the war, so therefore he made himself, uh, he put himself on the enemy's team. That's the second shot of the Maral. So either the Maral's both shot him, similar to the Mizrahi is, Bilom was killed because of this bad advice, and that's why Rashi quotes it. Rashi quotes his tail end of the story because it's key. It's why Bilam was killed. The Mizrahi says he became like a Masis to seduce them to rebel against God by not fulfilling the command. The Maral says either he was a Raidif 
or he pushed, put himself, uh, he, uh, he, aligned he aligned himself and he associated himself with the, the other sides. He's part of the enemy. He made himself the enemy. Fine. So it's fascinating. According to all this, Bilam was killed like for a technicality, you know? His major crimes were, so to speak, overlooked. Okay. Here's where it gets interesting. Go to the right side of the page, the third piece. It's a piece of Gemara in Masech the Sanhedrin. It says the following. It says, Bilam ben Be'er, the sorcerer, Hargu b'nei Yisrael, b'nei Yisrael killed, Becher with the sword, El chalaleim, onto the dead bodies. This is a Pasuk in Yeshua. Rashi on the top left side quoted it because he wanted to show that Bilam also fell from the sky onto the dead bodies. But it seems like he didn't die from the fall because the Pasuk says he was killed by the sword. But back to the Gemara, we're in the Gemara. We're on the right hand side, third piece. Omar Rav said Rav, Kimu boy Arba misses. The Yidden gave him all four death penalties of the court. Skilo, they stoned him, Srefer, they burned him, Herak, they chopped off his head, Chenek, they strangled him. Look at Rashi underneath. Now, here's a very important debate. Rashi underneath says, Hargu el Chalaleim. When it says they killed Bilam onto the dead bodies, says Rashi, misses Harbe, Mashma. It's Mashma many deaths. Tolu, first they hanged him. So they put a noose around his neck. But he wasn't dead yet. They hanged him. He was standing on wood, let's say. Vitsitsu eish tachas sliva. Underneath the, the area where he was hanged, there was a fire. V'choschu roishoy. So they cut off his head. And then he fell, right? Because no longer is he attached to the rope. His head's attached to the rope, but he's not attached to his head. So v'choschu roishoy. He fell to the fire. So they did everything. Says Rashi. Taliyah um, hainu chenek. The hanging with the noose is the strangulation. That's chenek. Chatichas haroish, cutting off the head. That's herig. Whenever Bezin gives herig, it's slicing off the neck. When he fell, his skiller. Why? Because when you stone someone, you throw them off, and then you chuck the stones. So his falling was the skiller. And obviously, when he fell into the fire, is Shreifa. So first, it's very important, the order. Rashi says he got chenek, but he didn't die from the chenek. It sounds like he died from when they sliced off his head, right? They, they, they tied his neck, but it takes however long it... Usually, when they, when, if you're standing on a platform and your noose is in the neck, when they knock off the platform, often you would die from breaking your neck. But here that didn't happen. They chopped off his neck. It sounds like he died from the herig. So he had chenek, but he died from the herig. He fell as the skillet, then he was burnt in the fire as the shreifer. Rab Meir Halevi, Abu Lifia, the Yad Rameh, one of the great Rishonim. He lived in, um, in Spain, in Toledo, in the times of the Rambam. He was actually one of the first antagonists against the Rambam. He says, the Rambam, no, 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 not that we know. He was, uh, he says, the Rambam wrote the Mishnah Torah. He says, I don't know if there's aim lemikra or aim lemesoiris, which means if you have a word and there's the way you read it off the bat, but there's often a tradition that you actually read it differently. So he says, I'm not sure, do you read it Mishnah Torah or Mishana Torah? Yeah, yeah, he wrote letters. He was a very upset that the Rambam, the Rambam didn't speak about Chiyas Hamesim. 
not a synonym? I don't know. Synonym? No, it's, it's, a, a, yeah, it's a play on words. <clears throat> like time and time, the spice and the. And the yeah. No, but here, because there's no Nukudus, you right. could. Uh, Who was the Mephirish again? The Ramet, Rav Meir Halevi Abolifia. And he was a Rav in Toledo, and he wrote, he actually wrote letters to the, the Bali Atosis in France against the Rambam. The Rambam doesn't speak about Chis Hamesim. The Rambam doesn't bring sources for his halachas and lots of issues. But uh, <clears throat> anyhow, he was a great man, and he wrote a very important commentary on Sanhedrin called the Yad Rama, the Yod Rama, or the Yad Rameh. And in it, he has a shail on Rashi. He says, once they chopped off his head, what was the point of the skill and the sreifa? He's dead. He's dead. He's not going to feel the pain. So the Yad Rameh therefore says they did it all at the same time. The Rameh says like this. They had two people holding a handkerchief around his neck. That's how they do chenek. They had one guy holding the mouth open about to pour in the hot lettuce sreifa. One guy holding a sword. And I guess they were throwing him off the roof. And they did it all at the same time. Instant, they did all four at the same time. Is that possible? That's what he says. Uh-huh. Imagine it, try and imagine yeah. it. <clears throat> it has to be, he says, or else what was the purpose of the Sreif and the Skilla after he died? It's like in Russia, they kill them, they commit suicide by shooting themselves in the head twice. Well, now, hold on. But, but where, does the, where does Rav know this from? He doesn't quote the Pasuk in our Pasha which says, Bilam ben Ba'ur, they killed by the sword. No. He quotes it from the Pasuk in Yeshua that says, Bila, the beginning is Bilam ben Ba'ur, the sorcerer, Bnei Yisrael killed, El Chalaleim. In fact, Rashi, the Rashi we just saw, the Dibra Mask is Hargu El Chalaleim. It's from those words that we learn out, because Chalaleim means dead bodies. We're saying we killed Bilam in the way we kill many people. And the Marshar explains, there are four ways that Bezin kills people. Those four ways is the way Bilam died. It's from the words Al Khalalayim. So Bilam was killed all four. Okay. It's from the words El Khalalayim. Now go back to the Gemara right above. Armal the third line. A certain min said to Rabbi Khanina, Mishmid, did you ever hear Bilam? How old was Bilam when he died? Armale says, Mikhtav likes it doesn't say anywhere. El but it says the following. It says, Men of blood and of uh, falsehood won't live half a life. And a life is 70 years, so it means less than 35. He was either 33 or 34. Not sure. So the Apikers, Armale, Shaprika Armas, Yutaka right. Lididi I saw Pinkase de Bilam, I saw Pilam's diary, or a diary about Bilam. And it said, Bartlosin Vitlashin, Bilam was 33, Chagira, the crippled. Bilam Nebuch, the cripple, was 33 years old. Kadkotl Yose Pinchas Lista, when Pinchas the bandit killed him. This is like classic CNN news, right? Nebuch Bilam, the lame, was a 33 year old guy, young man. He's a young man, he's a young guy. Nebuch, he's a lame guy, can't walk. And Bilam, the was thirsty for blood, came and killed him. It's unbelievable. Peace of Gemara. Look at Rashi, look at the bottom of the page now. The bottom, bottom is a Rashi. Kadkotli, when Pinchas the Lister killed him, says Rashi, Sartre, Pinchas was the general. Even Kotli, even if someone else killed him, the whole Muhammad is called on the name of Pinchas. So Rashi says, I don't, says Rashi, I don't know that Pinchas actually killed him, could be somebody else. 
But Pinchas gets the credit because it was his... Uh, his arm. Now, if you remember, last year we had a shear that it was Dafka Pinchas, because Pinchas had the Targum Yenis and Ben and Pinchas had to fly in the sky, and he caught up to Bilam and he brought him down to the ground, and he took out a... So exactly, yeah, we saw the Zoyer too. Okay, but let's... Okay, so, so hold on a second. How does this help us? They killed him four ways. If they killed him in four ways, it dev- But there's no such thing, Rabbi. You what? Once the person, the life that, that, stops, That's stops. the Yad Kash on Rashi. So the, that's right, the Yad Rameh says they did all four Bautosma. He describes. The cause people, of death has to be one. Uh, he, felt the, he felt the pain. <laughs> when you do Tahara, they bring the death. death he, they, no, he felt the knife start. Ah, ah. He felt the knife starting to cut and the lead going down his throat at the same time. He felt them both. And they hang him and they burn him. The no, no, that was Rashi. That was no forget. Rashi holds that they his head was sliced off before he hit the fire. Then you have a Shiloh. According to the Ad Rameh, the fire came before his head was fully sliced off. Oh, why was it important? So. The Marsha says that he was Chayev all four deaths. The Marsha says that Bilam was Chayev all four death penalties. Like, he was Chayev all four. For which crime? Billions of crimes. All four death penalties. Therefore, they gave him all four. So many ask on the Marsha, huh? A guy doesn't get... Four deaths are for Jews. A guy, even if a guy gets killed in a Jewish court, it's always Herrick. It's always by the... Yeah. So they ask him the Masha, what are you doing with four deaths? Stop hiving four deaths. So the truth is, according to Rashi, what killed Bilam? It was the herring that killed him. The herring that killed him. So Rashi's way actually fits good with the, with the that with the Masha, that he was of four deaths, but not Mamish. He's really gonna get killed like a guy, the herring. But we threw in the other deaths just to, you know, just to add it, because you know he deserved it. But Taki was only killed with the herring. According to the Yad Rameh, it was all four at the same time. It's a whole different story. It's interesting. According to Rashi, it was Taka the Herig that killed him. Because halachically, by a guy, they get killed by Herig. Okay, so hold on. So where are we going with all this? We're going to see. Please turn to the next page. So Rabbi Hanina wasn't sure if Bilom was 33 or 34. What do you think his question was? What do you think his question was? Look on the next page, on the right-hand side, the second piece. Amar Rabbi Yochan, the Gemara in Sanhedrin. Doig and Achitoifel, these two famous fellows, never saw each other. Doig was in the days of Shoal, and he was held accountable for the killing of the city of Noiv, all the Koinim in that city. But Doig was well acquainted with David, and uh, he was not a fan of David. So too was Achitoifel, but Achitoifel never saw Doig. Achitoifel was at the end of David's life. He made David. The Amr Ab Yochanan, Doig v'Achitoifel loychotzimem. Neither of them reached thirty-five. We also learned in a brayse, and sheidomim men of blood and, and uh, falsehood won't reach half of their life. Kol shnoisiv of Doig is only thirty-four. Achitoifel was thirty-three. Interesting. Achitoifel was thirty-three. Doig thirty-four. The Marsha says, the Pasuk says, Anche Dov, Dov is talking about his enemies, men of blood and Mirma. Who was the man of blood? Doig, he killed all the Kainim. Who was the man of deceit? 
Achitoifel. What did Achitoifel do? He gave Avshalom the advice to live with the concubines, the, the concubines of his father. He told, Achitoifel told Avshalom during the rebellion, live openly with your father's concubines so people will see that you now hold yourself as a king. It was while David was alive. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So that was a rebellion. So Achitoifel gave advice for promiscuity, for Znus. And Doig was a man of blood. So Doig is the man of Domim. Achitoifel is Mirma. Now, who died earlier? Achitoifel died at 33. Doig died at 34. Which means if you get pinned for Mirma, for bad advice, 33. If you get pinned for blood, 34. So when Rabbi Hanina said, I don't know if Bilam was 33 or 34, in the Gemara we saw, what was, what was Rabbi Hanina's Shaila? So I don't know what crime Bilam's getting pinned for. <coughs> this, I, I never saw this anywhere, but I think it makes a lot of sense that uh, putting the two Gemaras together, that he wasn't sure what was Bilam's crime. He wasn't sure what Bilam's crime was. If it's for the fact he caused the hidden to do znus like Achitoifel, or even the Mirma for that void de Zara, 33. But maybe he's not blamed for that. Maybe the Yidden are blamed for that themselves. But he's... Um, me. Me. You got a problem? <laughs> me. But, 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 if he's, but if we're pinning him for the fact that he caused the death of 200,000 people, or for the fact, like the Maharal says, he was about to cause the death of these 12,000 people at the war, then he would have been 34. I thought Doig lived till the end of David's life. No, 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 no. When did no. Doig die? He came because David was a king for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. Doig kills the city of Noiv when Shaul's still alive. What? And Doig only lives for 34 years. Where do we know that? Is the that Gemara just said this. It's a rejection. No, 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 it's not in the Pesukim. No, no, no. It's, it, but it's a definite. <clears throat> it's not like a... Yeah, Doig's not mentioned in the Nach. Once David's deep in his kingdom, king, he's in Malchus, Doig doesn't get a name. Whether Bilam was 33. Like, some people say it can't be. No, no, but I just showed you a Gemara that says that we know Doig was 34, we know Achitoyf was 33. It's a tradition. Anyhow, so I'm just throwing that in that I think even Rabbi Hanina was unsure what Bilam's crime was. You're asking who says it? Nobody says it. But Rabbi Hanina clearly said he doesn't know 33 or 34. No, I'm, so, I'm saying once you know this, I think it's yeah. a no-brainer. The child is either because of the Domim or because of the Mirma. Also, it could be that he did the, the, the offense at 33 and died right away and the other one did the offense at 34 and died right away. No, no, we don't know when before. the crime was done. <laughs> they did it much before. They did it for a whole bunch of years. Were they killed? Or okay, it's true. Achitoifel actually, Achitoifel killed himself right, right a- after. Yeah, exactly. Because, because. Uh, what do you mean, right after? Right after, after during. Was still alive for a, while a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Granted. Achitoifel also didn't get a punishment from Hashem. He took his own life. He lost his oil. Right, because he killed himself. Not, no, not everyone that kills themselves uses Olam Haba. It was because he, uh, he had a vendetta against David. Achitoifel was the grandfather, even though he was a young man. The Gemara says in those days, at seven years old, nine years old, they had kids. Achitoifel was the grandfather of Bathsheba. Bathsheba was married to Uriah Hachiti, and David caused the death of Uriah. He sent him to the war. Yeah, so and Achitoifel knew the whole story. Achitoifel felt that David killed his grandson. And therefore, when Avshalom wanted to rebel against his father, David, Achitoifel was very happy. And he drew... Under Bas She took a shower. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, so where are we going with this? Uh, so we're going to see. So we said there's a big debate between the Rogat Shaver and the Vilna Gun. So, first of all, the, 
the yachas that we have to the rugged shaver is very special. Look <laughs> on the second page, the right-hand side at the bottom. An interesting story the Rebbe writes in his Rishimus that actually again this week's parsha matas masse when you say chazak chazak finis chazek does the guy that gets the aliyah does he say does he say the words so the Friedrich Rebbe says yeah and the fruit we're on the second page the right hand side on the bottom piece lahaschel seferchad the Friedrich Rebbe says that when you were you know why you say chazak to continue learning let's go on to the next sefer so the Rebbe says, Al Shalose, I asked the Shalose, wait a second. If the reason you're saying Chazak is you should be strengthened to continue learning in the future, how could the guy that gets the Aliyah say Chazak between the last word of the parsha and his bracha? After you finish your Aliyah, you got a bench on the Aliyah. You're busy saying Chazak that we should learn future Chumashim? That has no relation to what you're reading now. You got to say the bracha. So the Rebbe asked the Friedrich Rebbe, "In Kain ain't a shayach la kriya. If it's just that we should be strengthened to continue learning another sefer, it has nothing to do with what he just read. The ain't you can't compare it la icy melech to bring salt. If you make a hamaytzi and before you eat the bread you say bring salt, you don't you don't have to make a new hamaytzi." Because the asking for the salt is connected to the bracha and what you made the bracha on. <laughs> no, 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 you're right, 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 right. But if you say bring the salt, you know, but But by the al, you should know in the Litvish Welt, the guy that gets the aliyah doesn't say chazak, chazak. In the Bavich, we do it. So the Friedrich Rebbe said, Anna, he answered me. The whole Torah is God's names. And the Friedrich Rebbe tells the Rebbe, don't you know the Rogat Shavar? The Rogat Shavar would say, From the base of Bereshis to the Lamed, the last word of the Chumash, it's all one word. It's a long word. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's quoting to the Rebbe from the Rogat Shavar. Alangavort may ain shoifer shal Mashiach. The Rogat is like the shoifer of Mashiach. When Mashiach's gonna come, it's gonna be one long blast. In fact, Al Tzeb says in a mimer that when we blow after Yom Kippur, the one blow, it's like the blow of Mashiach, one blast. So the Rogat Shavu said that the whole Torah, in essence, is one long blast. Oh, so what's the Friedrich Rebbe's answer? So therefore, when you finish, when you finish the last Ali of Masay. And you say, the guy getting this says, Chazak, let's learn Dvarim. It's not a hefsuk. Because Dvarim, the end of Masa, is one sentence. So you're not talking about something random. It's all interconnected, so it's not a hefsuk. Does he say it twice, or does mm-hmm. he say it? Chazak, uh, no, just once. Does he say it with the Shliach Tzibur, or uh, I mean the Balkei, mm-hmm. or does he say it with everyone else? Chazak, with everybody else. Huh? Either or? Ask those Razoicha to get those those aliyas. The Indian Amir he says, Marshal fine. Okay. Oh. So it's an incredible thing that the Friedrich Rebbe quoted to the Rebbe. The, the Ragat Shava we know was uh, a Chabad Chassid. He himself. No, Fakert. That, that was the, the answer. That was the answer. That was the Rebbe accepted the answer. This is what the Rebbe writes in his Rishimus, in his diary. The Ragat Shava was born, his father was a Chassid at Samach Sedek. The Ragat went to the Tzemach Sedek as a kid. He got a bracha from him. 
The Rogachev was a proud Chabad Chassid. In fact, he once said something a little sharp about the Tzemach Tzedek. And someone said, how could you say that? You're a Chabad Chassid. He said, I'm not talking about the Lubavitch Tzemach Tzedek. I'm talking about there was a Tzemach Tzedek lived 400 years ago. Menachem Mendel Kruchmal was one of the big poskim in the 1600s. I'm talking about that Semach Sedek, not, not Semach Sedek of Lubavitch. Wouldn't say that. But he didn't respond to Malachabad Chabad. What? No, he didn't exactly. His response was that I'm not associated with Yeah, no, he definitely was. In fact, somebody once told him the Mittal of the Altarebbe was a big gone in Nigla. The Mittal Rebbe, we have nothing from him in Nigla, only in Chsidis. And the Rogat Shavu said, if you learn the Mittal Rebbe's farm in Chsidis, you'll see how great he was in Nigla. Uh, he said that, he said that clear. <laughs> when the Rebbe Rashab passed away, the Rogachev wrote a letter. And he says, the Gemara says, the passing of a tzaddik is like the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. The destruction of the Beis HaMikdash wasn't a one-time event. It's constant, because the Yerushalmi says, every generation that it's not built, it's like it's destroyed. And the Rogachev says, it's as if right now, every moment is a continuous destruction. And the Raghad Shavu is so too when a tzaddik dies. The fact that the Gemara equates the two means every moment a tzaddik's not alive means just like he passed away now. That's what he said about the Rebbe Rashab. Every moment is not here. It's like he just passed away now, just passed away now. It keeps on happening. It the Raghad Shavu. Yeah, about the Beis Hamikdash. Right, right, right. The Raghad Shavu here said about about the passing of the Rebbe Rashab. What? Say that again. Oh, I, I don't know. Could have been. He had a nephew that learned in Tem Chetzim. Could have been to him. I don't remember who the letter was sent to. Anyhow, so we're big fans of the Rogachev. It's funny in the Litvisha world, they don't uh, they don't look at him the same way we do. They don't quote Chabad the way that you quote Gaoni Vilna. I can promise you that. <laughs> Even the Rogachev, they don't. Uh, you won't find a Chabad they say, in a Litvisha school. Well. <laughs> You should know that every time the Litvishes hear that we quote them, they get a step quarter, closer to quoting us. <laughs> I once spent Pesach with the Litvisher family in Orlando about uh, 10 years ago. And the whole Pesach, we had shiurim with each other and this and that. And one of them is a guy in Lakewood learning in Kailu for 40 years. White beard, still shver, still supporting him. You know, Imamish has the life. <clears throat> and... Uh, he told me when we finished that until that point he thought in Lubavitch we hold Sidurim upside down. <laughs> and he said while he was there, I, I was quoting to him the same things he's learning, you know. I was quoting to him all these literatures for him. And he's like, wow, you know, now that I see it, I see all the rumors I heard are all false. So every time that happens, they get a, a step closer to quoting. What? Yeah. No, I said, oh, yeah, I'm a janitor. I said, I'm, a, I'm nothing. I'm just a janitor. I'm sure there are. Yeah. How many? I don't know. I'm sure there are. Okay. Now, the okay. Fine. Let's just. One day we'll have a shir about the life and times of the Rogachover. The Litvishes quote. They quote a tradition from Reb Chaim Brisker which they say Reb Chaim Brisker, who was actually a chavrus of the Rogachov when they were both younger. Reb Chaim was, was five years older than him, but apparently they learned together in Reb Chaim's father's yeshiva, the Beis HaLevi's yeshiva, in the early days. Apparently Reb Chaim Brisker later in life said, the Rogachov sometimes quotes 20 proofs for an idea. He said, the Rogachov is not sure which one is the precise proof, so he quotes all 20, and amongst the 20 you have the right one. But... Uh, 
the Litvishes quote this as if to as if to mock, as if to mock, and I, it's not Chaim Brisker's derech to mock at all. So I don't know exactly what he said or the tone how he said it, but I've heard Litvishes quote it, and uh, it's it's horrific because uh, in the Rebbe's eyes, the Rogatchov was greater than anyone in his generation, not just his, but for many generations. Our Rebbe's eyes. Yeah, yeah for sure, yeah. for sure. It's not the Rebbe had a whole sikh where he said. He spoke, the Rebbe said like this, Rogat Shavah, his from kite, he was very from, but there were many from people. But the Rebbe said his oifen of learning was be'ein aroich, from everyone in the generation, except for maybe Yosef Engel, the Rebbe compared the two. Yeah, the Rebbe once said that as well, yeah. Ah, so that's the Rogat Shavah. Now you also have the Vilna Gon. The Vilna Gon, the times of the Alter Rebbe, the, the, the relationship of the, of the relationship of the Bavich to the Vilna Gaon is uh, it's unclear. There are different fractions amongst the Bavich of how to look at him. The Tzemach Sedek Chassidim, I've seen some of their chuvas of the Rabbonim of those times, quote the Vilna Gaon with lots of respect. For example, the Minig not to bring trees into the Shul on Shavuos. There was a Minig to bring trees in the Shul on Shavuos because the Shavuos were judged on the fruit. So you bring the trees in to remind us. And the Vilna Gaon abolished the Minig because the Goyim, the Christians, bring trees in their houses. And the Tzemach Sedech they they accepted this decree of the Vilna Gaon. Look on the top left side of the page. This is a scary story. I threw it in just for... This is also from the Rebbe's Rishim. It's a small story. The Alter Rebbe, it happened in the year 1782, roughly, 10 years after the Maggit passed away. The Altreb was visited by two of his friends, Yisrael Palotsker and Shleima Kaliner, whose yard site was yesterday. And the Altreb said like this, Ten Polish Rabbeim gathered together to put a cherim on the Vilna Gaon. Because the Vilna Gaon had encouraged his chassidim to uh, harass the chassidim, the Vilna Gaon had encouraged his students to harass the Chassidim uh, to a horrible point, violence, destruction, etc. Now, they were afraid the Altarebbe wouldn't agree to this, so the Altarebbe's friends hid this whole plot from him. They did it themselves. The Yasusha, they made a question from heaven. They received a response that if they want to put the Vilna Gaon in Cherem, they need to have someone as great as the Vilna Gaon in learning. And they didn't have it amongst their ten. As great as they were, they needed one person in the minion to be great, at least like the Vilna Gaon. So they had to travel to the Alter Rebbe, the only one. He was the only one. Rabbi Sro Palotsk and Shlema Kalim to the Alter Rebbe to uh, persuade him that he should join the minion. The Alter Rebbe answered Shlema Kalina like this When you put a cherim on someone, you cut off the soul. The true chayas of a Jewish person is from the chaya and yechidah, the higher elements of the soul. If you put a cherem, you cut the person off, and the person cherem will become a kaifer, a non-believer. Could you imagine if the Vilna Gaon would go fry, could you imagine the effect it would have? I can't agree, because look at the chil Hashem that will happen. Now the story there says that, that Shloyme Kaliner cursed the Alter Rebbe. And the Altrebbe's little son Moshe was there, and the curse was on the boy. And the Altrebbe's son Moshe had a very difficult life, and these are all things discussed elsewhere. Al Koponim, but what do you see from here? Aside from the Altrebbe, there was no one as great as the Vilna Gaon in learning. 
And you should know that Reb Chaim Velazhna, the Vilna Gaon student, says when the Vilna Gaon, when he was about 30 years old, he almost stopped learning Nigla. He main, main thing was Kabbalah for the rest of his life. Kabbalah, Kabbalah, Kabbalah. In fact, the Altarebbe once said, I'm not afraid of the Vilna Gaon in Nigla. I'm afraid of him in Kabbalah. That was the, so he was big, big stuff. I'll just tell you one thing, a positive thing. The Friedrich Rebbe writes in Hatomim, that when Alt Rebbe was a young man, he heard about how great the, the Vilna Gaon was 25 years older than the Alt Rebbe. The Alt Rebbe traveled to Vilna, incognito, and there were a few shyless that he wanted to pepper the Vilna Gaon with, big cautious, but he didn't want to speak to him face to face. He knew the Vilna Gaon would, would uncover his identity. So Alt Rebbe chose a fitting middleman. He told him the information, go ask the Vilna Gaon. The guy went, he came back. When he told the Alt Rebbe the response, the Alt Rebbe says, in the, in the Friedrich Rebbe's words, the Alt Rebbe said, Now I knew, now I knew who I'm dealing with and how great he was in Torah. Until then, it was all hearsay. The Alt Rebbe says, Now when I heard his responses, now I erish knew how great this man was. So the Vilna Gaon was obviously incredible, uh, incredible stuff. The whole thing wasn't. Talmudim told him false things. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But Al Rebbe felt the Vilna Gaon didn't do his due investigation, etc. And there's many stories about this. Al Rebbe went when he was young. Okay. That's when there was the whole. There for what? What's the problem? He didn't. He said he didn't want to confront the Emperor Gaon. Al Rebbe was a really famous person then. Why? Then when he was 18. No, we don't know how. It doesn't say he was 18 when he went. Al-Treb was 18, he was already, he came to the Maggid. So uh, this could have been a couple of years later. Anyhow, mm. what was the Rogachava's relationship to the Vilna Gaon? That's an interesting question. Because the Rogachava, anyone in his generation, the Rogachava passes away in 1936, right before the Holocaust. Anyone in his generation, he had no time for it, no patience. <laughs> there was once a guy who came to the Rogachava, the Rogachava was, was uh, kind and pleasant towards him. And the fellow asked Rogachava, I heard you're sharp when Talmud Chachom come to meet you. Rogachava says, he says, yeah, it's true. weeks with him, day and night. Ah, and he's very tired of his father, not in Vienna, somewhere else. In Vienna, they were all in Vienna, okay. Rogachava was in Vienna, by the doctors. His father, his father. This story was with his father, the guy. No, 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 no. You should know there was an old guy. There was an old guy in Chicago, who used to say, "You know, who I am." The Rogachava called me an Amaritz. Ich bin the Rogachava's Amaritz. Ah, so the Rogachava had no patience for anyone of his time. I mean, there were a few exceptions, but pretty much. And what about the people? What about the people from before? The Rogachava once said. There were only two people who really understood the, the depth of what the Bali HaGemara wanted. The Rambam and the Alter Rebbe. Wow. Uh, he said there were many big scholars, but only two of them really plummeted to the depths. What did he think about the Vilna Gaon? So there's a, there was a reporter who had an interview with the Rogachava, Rogachava's older years, and wrote down the whole thing. And he asked the Rogachava, what do you think about the Vilna Gaon? And the Raghat Shavas said with the Vilna Gaon, he, had, he, knew, he was an expert in all wisdoms. The Friedrich Rebbe has a whole description how the, how the Vilna Gaon was an expert in every wisdom there is, in music, and mathematics, and science, everything. 
And the Raghad Shavzad, he was an expert in all the wisdoms. But when it comes to learning Talmud Bavli, there's a specific method, the correct method, and not necessarily did he master that method. Wow. Yeah, that's what this reporter says. He, he didn't say what it, what it was. He's method. saying what he has the method. What? Raghad Shavzad is saying he has the method. Oh. Yeah, that's what he's saying. saying he has the method, and that's why... <clears throat> Anyhow, the Vilna Gon and the Dargat have a big debate about a Sifri in this week's parsha. What does the Sifri say? Now we're almost done. Look at the top right side of the page. The Sifri says like this: the top right side of the second page. Rabbi Nosson Oimer, Rabbi Nosson says, "Bebezdin Hargu." They killed Bilam and Bezdin, as it says in Yeshua, "Bilam ben Be'er Hakoisim." They killed by the sword. Now let's get something straight. In this week's parish, it says, Bilam ben Be'er, they killed by the sword. In Yeshu, it says a little bit more than this. It says, Bilam ben Be'er, the sorcerer, Bnei Yisroel killed El Chalaleim. The Pasuk we saw in the Gemara in the first page. And it was from the words El Chalaleim that teaches me that he was killed in the four ways of Bezdin. Here, we're quoting a choppy Pasuk. This is not exactly what the Pasuk says. The Vilna Gon made many notes on Gemara, on Kabbalah, on Medrashim. The Litvishes have a tradition that the Vilna Gon wouldn't change a piece of Gemara unless it answered 15 questions. And he wouldn't change something in the Zoya or Kabbalah unless it answered 150 questions. I don't know. Sounds like exaggerations. I don't know. It's also well known that Dragachava was unhappy with many of the Vilna Gon's alterations of the text. And he apparently said, because the Vilna God had kashas, so he altered the text. But does the, really the kashas could be simply answered. Right well, over here the Vilna God <laughs> says, well, exactly. Over here the Vilna God, uh, sorry. Yeah, the Vilna God says to change the text of the Sifri. He says the Sifri is saying the same thing as the Gemara. It's meant to say like this. Rabbi Nasan Oimer bedalad misses Hargu. They killed him with the four death penalties. Shenemar, and then you quote the whole Pasuk. Bilam ben Ba'er, the sorcerer, the, the Yidin killed Becherev el Chalaleim, which is the main thing, because we compare Bilam's death to the way Bezin kills all the different Chalalim, the four misses of Bezin. So whenever he had a question, not, not question, but a few, que <coughs> few questions, he, well, he did it like this? He well, I guess, the well, yeah, he says that he feels that the Sifri is meant to say the same thing as the Gemara. First of all, the Sifri, according to many, Rav helped put it together. Rav is the guy who says in the Gemara that the statement of the four death penalties. And also, the way we have it is strange. How do you see from the Pasuk that in Bezin they killed him? Maybe they killed him during war. Like, how does this Pasuk show that they killed him in Bezin? But if you say Bezin's meant to be Dalad Misses, Maybe it was Rosh Hashanah's Dalad Mem, and then it came Beis Dalad, whatever. And then uh, a few words of the Pasuk is missing, the main words. The words El Chalaleim, which is the main words of that Pasuk in Yeshua. Now, the, the Vilna is going to say, the way the Pasuk's quoted here, just quote the Pasuk in Parshat Matas. Maybe he's focusing on the word Hakhesim. Ah, 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 ah. So, the Vilna therefore alters the whole text. He says, the, it's not Bezdin, it means he was killed in the four ways. And the Rai is from the Pasuk in Yeshua, the full Pasuk, with the last words, El Chalaleim, saying they killed Bilam the way they kill all, the way Bezin kills all the dead people, which is the four ways. Okay. Comes the Rogachavar. Look in the left hand side of the page, the second paragraph. This is the Rogachavar. Bilam, the son of Be'er, they killed by the sword. 
Says the Ragged Shavin, Sifri may be to Yeshua. In the Sifri, it brings the Potsuk of Yeshua. There it says, Hakoisim, the sorcerer. In Parchus Matas, it doesn't say Hakoisim. In, in Yeshua, it does. The armor, it says, in Bezin, they killed him. In other the Ragged Shavin says, leave it our version. Don't make the two alterations of the Vilna Gon. A guy has seven commands, seven mitzvah. Can a guy do magic? It's machloikas in Gemara Sanhedrin. Rabbi Shimon says a guy is warned on magic. Other Tanoim hold not. The Rambam seems to pass not. The Rambam doesn't mention anywhere that a guy is warned to do magic. We had a whole shir about it by Eliezer when he did his nichush. You know, Eliezer being a ben noyach. According to the Rambam, it's a non-issue. But Rabbi Shimon, Bayechai, holds Goyim are warned even on Kishuf. Now, this is from the Sifri. Who wrote the Sifri? Rav. Rav helped put it together, but who, who, who the Sifri reflects whose opinions? Rabbi Shimon. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Stam Sifri is Rabbi Shimon. When the Sifri says something, now you hear Taka quotes Rab Nassim, but Bechlal, the Sifri reflects Rab Shimon's opinion. So it says the, the Rakhchev doesn't throw that in, but Lechur, it's what he refers to. Lechur, Rabbi Nassim in the Sifri, you could say easily, he holds like Rab Shimon. A guy gets killed for magic. Bilam was killed because he was a sorcerer. Now, so, ah, how does Rab Nassim see it in the Pasuk, though? Because it says Bilam, it says Bilam the sorcerer they killed by the sword. But how does he know they killed him in Bezdin? Leave it in our version. They killed him in Bezdin. Where do you see it from? From the word sword. How does the word show it? So the Ragged Shavah says, The word sword means a din Torah. He says, I'll show you two sources. Look in Tesis Yevamas, page 109, Sanhedrin, page 36. What does it say? They look at the bottom of the page. I have them both. Look at the bottom of the page on the left. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. When Bezdin Paskin's a capital case, they start from the side. They don't start from the main scholar, because no one's going to argue. You start from the side. Minonimly, what's the source? When David was faced with a novel, novel who, uh, there was an issue, incident between David Amelech and novel. <coughs> David ends up killing him and marries his wife, Avigail, a great story. But David tells Anoshov, David tells his men, let each man gird himself with his sword. Each man took his sword. David also took his sword. What's the Gemara saying? They convened to discuss what to do with novel. And David said, let every man take out his sword. In other words, voice their opinion about his execution. Everyone took their sword and then David. That teaches you, says the Gemara, when you're doing a capital case, you start with the side, then to David, then to the king, then, or then to the head of the Sanhedrin. There's no Kipshuta No, definitely no, there's definitely Kipshuta, but the Gemara is learning this halacha from there. So what does he says the Ragged Shava? The word sword is a, is a code word for and giving capital punishment. So when the Apostle says over here, Bilam, they killed by the sword, and it doesn't say a sword, this sword, Becharev, which sword? That means Bezdin giving the capital punishment. What was it for? Kaisim. And the last line of the page, he quotes another Gemara. Amar Abyeinasin, la'aylam adayin should see himself as if a sword is placed between his legs. Which simply means that if a dying makes any mistake, you know, you're going down, you're going down to the hot place. 
But it also means that when a dain is giving a psak, it's like he's holding a sword. So when the apostle says Bilam was killed by the sword, that's where Abnasan the Sifri sees. It means Bezdin killed him. So the Ragat Shavas says to the Vilnagan, don't make any changes. Leave it the way it is. Bezdin killed him. What's the source? We need Yeshua because Yeshua says he was a sorcerer. It doesn't say that in Matas. Right. But where's the source who was killed by Bezdin from the word Becharev? Not from El Chalaleim. That just shows he was killed with the four deaths. That's the statement of Rav in Sanhedrin. But that's not what the Sifri is saying. The Sifri is Rav Shimon, he was killed, exactly. Exactly, exactly. So according to Rav, it all fits perfectly. It's not talking about that, something else. That they didn't kill him during war. They killed him in court. They killed him in court. They weren't killed during war, he was killed during court. Because it's Becharev, you see, is a code word for Bezin giving capital punishment. We need the Pothic in Yeshua because it says he was a sorcerer. And Rab Nassim says he was killed in Bezdin. Why in the Pothic was it included in the whole war or part of the... Fakert, when you look at the war, the Pothic divides it. The five kings were killed. And Bilam ben Ba'er, they killed by the sword. Fakert, it's saying, and Bilam was killed at the same time or right after, but in Bezdin he was tried. No one killed him during the war. According to Rab Nassim, no one killed him during the war because they weren't allowed to. Because God never said, Moshe never said. They brought him to court, and he was killed for the sorcery, for the witchcraft. So ultimately, you have quite a few opinions over here of why, uh, why Bilam was killed. The Mizrahi says, had the Yidin known about the Znus and about that he caused the Yidin to do Avodah they would have killed him. Says the Mizrahi, the Yidin were not aware that he was involved in that Eitzah. That's not Rome, you can't kill somebody. So, by first of all, by a guy you can. If a guy if a guy kills someone through grammar, you can kill the guy, yeah. But in addition, he he was he caused the Yidden to serve idols. He's a Messiah for Avodah and there's something called Abazrai of Avodah The offshoots of Avodah according to many, has the same din of Avodah itself. And getting someone to do it, like the Macy's, exactly. You're just causing someone to do yeah, it, and even if they don't do it, exactly. Exactly. Definition. And even if nothing ever happens, it's, yeah. a, it's only yeah. potential grammar. It's, it's potential grammar. Anyhow, but the Mizrahi says no one knew about that. And therefore the Mizrahi learns, at least according to Rashi, he was killed for the bad advice. When he said, go against God and don't fight, he called them, caused a mass rebellion. So they killed him for that. The Maral says they didn't kill him for his earlier crimes, not because they didn't know, but because Moshe didn't tell them. In that, the morale differs from the Mizrahi. The Rashi, they didn't know. The morale says, could be they knew. But Moshe never gave the okay. That means that they're not meant to touch him. But, but he was a Raidif. He was a Raidif. Or, or, the, the morale says, right, exactly, what? That's the proof the morale says How's that? Because by rabbi, you don't And then, the morale, or it could be that the fact that he gave the advice put him into the war. So then, their war against Midian, so they're allowed to kill him. They didn't need Moshe to give, the, he's part of the war, he put himself into the... So they didn't ask Moshe, that's for sure? Yeah, according to that. Unless you go like Reb Nossin, they killed him in court. If court, you would imagine Moshe would have been there. That's the only case that he could have been there. The Nitziv of the believes a Navi can only be killed in court, and if Bilam was considered a prophet, they had to, they had to kill him in court. He was considered a prophet. Question is, he lost his Nabuah by the way. Yeah, yes, that's another thing I had in the paper. That anyhow, but what else did we see? Then we saw Rabbi Hanina wasn't sure was he 33, 34. We said that also depends on the whole story. 
Was he was he killed for the mirma? Was he killed maybe for the fact he caused all the eating to die? Then is like doyig, and then we've been thirty-four. But if it's for the bad advice, for the caused them to do adultery and idolatry, or or znus with the girls of Ma'iv Midin and the and the Avodah he would have been thirty. And Taka was thirty-three. But it could be that bad advice to Mirma was what he gave at the time of the war. He told Eden, don't fight with Midian. That was also bad advice. There were, there were a few bad advices that he gave. Which one made him like Achitoifel? Achitoifel's advice was about Avshom living with the, with the concubines. So maybe that would have been Bilam's advice to live with the girls of Moiv and Midian. But, uh, 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 Achitoifel also, that, to live with the concubines, this, the reason behind this was there was no turning back. Once Achitoifel knew, once Avshom did that, there's no turning back. Right. Across the line, that you can't. Right, but, but but also it would demonstrate to the public that this rebellion is serious. Yes. yes. Right. Anyhow, and then we saw a big debate between uh, we saw the Gemara that he was killed in four death penalties, and then we saw a debate to the Ragatshav and the Vilna Gaon about how to read the Sifri. But the Kunta, according to the Ragatshav's reading of the Sifri, the reason that Bilam was killed was for a separate reason altogether. It wasn't because he killed two hundred thousand people. It wasn't because he got us to do znus. It wasn't because of the avodas. It wasn't because of the bad advice. He's pushed a sorcerer. He's pushed a sorcerer, and he was killed in Bezdin. But according to the Vilna Gaon's reading of that, the Sifri never said that, and he wasn't killed because ultimately the halach is a guy doesn't get killed for witchcraft. It's only Rab Shimon. You have to say the Sifri follows opinion of Rab Shimon. Ah, so the halacha is machashe The Rambam paskin says. The Rambam says a guy doesn't get killed for kishuf. But Rab Shimon holds that yes. In Gemara, Rab Shimon holds yeah. So and the Sifri goes according to. Bechlal, the Gemara Sanhedrin says that Sifri Bechlal follows Rab Shimon's opinion. So Shimon ben Shadaku killed all. Yeah, the Ayin Machashvi. Machashvi. What's that story? They were goyim. They were goyim. I mean, they were in Ashkelon. They were living in Ashkelon. Why were they goyim? All the witches by Shol. Right. Jewish, they were Jewish. Avner's mother was, so for sure maybe the other one. Yeah, we've been Jewish. Jewish. Well, you know what? Taka true. Shim ben Shetach, because his son was killed because of uh, testimony. There was 80 witches in Ashkelon. Why were they going there in the yeah, second base? Yeah. It's a Jewish uh, place. It's a and Jewish now place. that, the ones who got revenge for it were witnesses. Okay, oh wow. All right, we pulled through. We pulled through. According to the Ragged Shabbat, is it valid is there down the yeah. That's what the Gemara says. Yeah, but uh, I'm saying the yeah. in the Sifri. Sifri's not talking about that, Bukhla. No. No, it's not what he's talking about.